MSW Media. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. We can't face it alone. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah. Our second show of 2023. That's right. Just show number two. Regular listeners might be able to tell I've got a, a slight bit of a nasal thing going on. I was back east. I got a little cold. It was not COVID, just a regular old cold. I went back to New York City. Hopefully you listened to the last, uh, the previous episode, which was recorded live at the stand in New York City. And then I went down to my hometown of Philadelphia, where I was the guest on the Adam Carolla Show's live recording at Helium Comedy Club in Philly. We had a great time. If you want to check that out, go to adamcarolla.com and, and look for that one or wherever you get your podcasts. I had a lovely time back there. Went and had some... I had a cheesesteak, of course. I caught my Eagles winning, locking up the number one seed in the NFC. All of Eagles Nation is excited about this, aren't you? Come on, yeah. I love Philly. It really is. It's a wonderful town. It kind of is the lead into our first, uh, dr- you know, we do the segment here called Drinks of the Week. So the first one a year we're doing, we didn't do one last week because it was a live show. We're going to do the Drinks of the Week right now. And uh, there's a connection to what I was just talking about. Drinks, drinks, drinks of the week. Drinks, drinks, drinks of the week. Drinks, drinks, drinks of the week. It's what we're drinking with Dan Dunn's. Drinks of the week. Jazz hands. We don't always do adult beverages on drinks of the week. Sometimes we do coffee because I love coffee. And House Cup Coffee Roasters was created in 2017 in Havertown, Pennsylvania. That's a community in the suburbs of Philadelphia in an area called Delaware County, Delco. Anyone out there has seen Mayor of Easttown with Kate Winslet? Yeah, that's Delaware County. That is it, baby. House Cup is a uh, family-owned business. All their coffee is fair trade organic, FTO, and fresh roasted on site, FRS. I don't know if FRS is an acronym they use, but let's start it. They've got a variety of blends. My personal favorite is the one I've got in my mug right now. Take a sip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's called Harmony. It's based on a uh, classic Mocha Java recipe. Now, I wasn't aware of this. I found out when I talked to them. The Mocha Java actually has nothing to do with chocolate, as the name might imply. Instead, the word Mocha comes from the port of Al-Makha in what is now Yemen. So to make Harmony, folks at House Cup, Blend a light roasted fruity Ethiopia bean with a dark roasted earthy Sumatra, and it makes what they call an complementary opposite coffee. I don't know exactly what that means, but I know this. It's delicious, 
It's not too heavy. It's not too light. It's just right. It's harmonious, hence the name. I really do love it. I, 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 it's one of my favorite coffees I've ever had, for sure. If you want to see for yourself, go to housecupcoffee.com for more info. Or if you want to order it, uh, they're offering free shipping over $50. They ship all over these United States. People, the Eagles are rolling. The Sixers are rolling. My Phillies were in the World Series making a bunch of They're rolling. My hometown is having a moment. Yes. Get on board with the Delaware Valley, people. Get some House Cup coffee. And remember to enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Enjoy yourself while you're still in the pink. The years go by as quickly as a wink. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Okay, so this episode is about the songs we associate with drinking. Back in 2003, I was hunkered down at a crowded bar in Montecito, California. That's up in the Central Coast. You've seen it in the news lately, getting pounded with rain. That's where Ellen lives. You've seen the Ellen DeGeneres post of it. A lot of rain. Kevin Costner couldn't make the Golden Globes, all the rain. But beautiful area of California. So I'm up there. This is 2003, hunkered down in a bar, minding my own business, as I do. And I was making love to a tonic and gin, as I also do. All of a sudden, this guy tries to squeeze between me and my neighbor to grab a drink at the bar. And I'm a little annoyed, you know. I need my space when I'm hunkering. And then I turn and I see this sizable set of choppers that could only belong to one man. right lonesome george the delaware destroyer george god damn they're all good on the day i was born the nurses all gathered around and they gazed in wide wonder at the joy they had found so i helpfully reminded him that i said hey you're george thurgood yeah he replied he had a toothy grin going to him wow i said because i was feeling poetic now, please know that this wow was not one of apathy, but of awe. Awe. George Thurgood is one of my heroes. Up alongside Sinatra, Tom Waits, Nina Simone, and the replacements in the pantheon of songsmiths who've played pivotal roles in my relationship with alcohol. My late grandfather, who immigrated to Philly from Italy, he worshipped Sinatra. Call him Poppy. Poppy and I used to listen to his Paisano for hours on end in the family room in the basement of my grandparents' house where they had a black velvet painting of Sinatra pouring himself a glass of Jack Daniels. And that was right next to a a smaller photo of Pope Paul VI. Velvet Sinatra was pure kitsch. But to me, that painting might as well have been the Mona Lisa. Seriously. Something about that black and white bottle in Sinatra's right hand, it just stuck with me. So little I know it, but that was my first encounter with an influencer. Or should I say an under-the-influencer? There would be more to come. Next was Kiss and the tune Cold Gin. They had Alabama song by The Doors, and who could forget Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville? Oh, damn. And also, come on, Gin House Blues by Nina Simone? This is about as straightforward a drinking tune as I've 
ever heard has ever been recorded. She likes gin. She's going to have some gin. Don't you dare try and get between her and her gin. Don't try me nobody. Cause you will never win. I fight the army and navy. Somebody gives me my gin. So yeah, these are some of the booze-soaked tunes that got me and my mom through Philadelphia in the 70s, where music was... Pretty much as close as we were going to get to watching the sun bake while nibbling on sponge cake, as our friend Jimmy Buffett said. Look, as a teenager, uh, I discovered The Replacements, and I instantly clicked with Here Comes a Regular. This is a drunkard's lament about the grim reality of the lonely people at a neighborhood dive bar. As soon as I heard it, I was in love. Everybody wants to be Speaking of love, The Piano Has Been Drinking by Tom Waits. Come on. Oh, boy, man. Did this, I mean, it's it's one of those songs that's inspired a yearning. I wanted to find a bar where the stools catch fire and the jukebox takes a leak and the bouncer is a sumo wrestler, cream puff, Casper, milk toast. Oh, what a lyricist Tom Waits is. Over the years, I've found a few of those people, by the way. Because the piano has been drinking. The piano has been drinking. The piano has been drinking, not me, not me, not me, not me, not me. Around that time, I also discovered The Pogues, Streams of Whiskey, Brass Monkey by the Beastie Boys, Merle Haggard's I Think I'll Just Stay Here and Drink. And that's what you did. It was music to drink to, sure, but it was more than that. It was an ethos, a way of life. And for every misty romanization, there was a warts first look at the perils, ready to fucking stick you with a broken bottle. Of course, there were the drinking songs that are just pure eye-rolling kitsch. In 1979, a cat named Rupert Holmes released a little ditty called Escape. It tells the story of two star-crossed lovers brought together by, of all things, of all things, a mutual affinity for pina coladas. 70s was the decade that produced such chart-topping pap as Disco Duck, Seasons in the Sun, remember that? We had joy, we had... Oh, God, yeah. So yeah, Escape was fated to shoot straight to number one in the 70s, and In the process, the pina colada supplanted the tequila sunrise and the margarita as the most popular cocktail among avid, easy-listening radio fans. And though at the time I was but a wee lad, I knew nothing about adult beverages, something about this exotic-sounding pina colada, well, it captivated me. I didn't know what it was or how to go about finding one, yet I felt inextricably connected to it, like it was my destiny. When I finally did grow up and taste a pina colada, I found it to be kind of vile. 
saccharin synthesis of pineapple juice, cheap rum, cream of coconut. It evoked a recurring nightmare I used to have involving the stay-puffed marshmallow man felching the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, it's as gross as it sounds. Ah, but Escape the Pina Colada song is delightful. If you like Pina Coladas and getting caught in the rain If you're not into yoga if you have- Frankly, I'd say it holds it on against anything Harry Chapin or Jim Croce or any of those guys recording the 70s. I mean, check the concept of this song. The dude's tired of his old lady, takes out an ad in the personals, arranges a rendezvous with a stranger based on aforementioned shared affinity for sickeningly sweet frozen drinks, only to discover that the potential mistress is his old lady. Oh, behave. Turns out that just like him, she's a fucking cheater with lousy tasting cocktails too. So they kill each other? Hell no. They laugh it off, throw back a few pina coladas, and get it on right there in the dunes. Probably gave each other syphilis. It got from all the other people they've been banging. The personals. Marriage saved. It's like cats in the cradle or time in the bottle, but with, you know, more boning. Friends, I made a resolution to be a better me in 2023. One of the many ways I intend to do so is by being the very best home bartender I can be. Thing is, among my other big resolutions are don't waste time and don't waste money. Let's face it, whipping up cocktails at home can be an expensive and time-consuming effort. You don't always have time to go out and get fruits and veggies and squeeze them and juice them, or at least I don't anyway. And that's why my refrigerator is always well-stocked with Fresh Victor. Fresh Victor is a line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that taste splendiferous. They offer nine unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to tantalize any palate, including the two newest flavors, strawberry and lemon and grapefruit and sea salt. All of the ingredients are fair trade sourced. There's no artificial anything. The mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. And right now, Fresh Victor is ready to help you be your best cocktail-making you with a killer deal. Simply go to freshvictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code FVDAN20. FV, for Fresh Victor, Dan, my name, 20. FVDAN20. Get 20% off your order. How's that for a sweet deal to begin the new year? Now's the time to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market. And that's Fresh Victor. And now, a word from one of our dream sponsors, Blatt's Beer, circa 1950s. You know, if I didn't have the can right in my hand, I'd say this beer came straight from the tap. Hold everything. Let's hear that again. If I didn't have the can right in my hand, I'd say this beer came straight from the tap. Blatt's tastes so good because it's all draft brewed. Some brewers make a different beer for bottles and cans than they do for the tap. But we take our draft brewed beer, pasteurized of course, bottle it, and can it. That's why Blatt's tastes so good. I'm from Milwaukee and I ought to know why Blatt's beer tastes great wherever you go. All Blatt's is draft brewed, that's why you hear. Blatt's is Milwaukee's finest beer. Draft Brewed Blatt's, Milwaukee's favorite premium beer, now at local prices.
I've got you under my skin. I've got so earlier I mentioned that black velvet painting of Sinatra pouring himself a glass of Jack Daniels in my grandfather's basement. Well, according to Jack Daniels' national brand ambassador, my old pal Eric E.T. Tikoski, Jackie Gleason was the one who introduced Sinatra to the joys of Jack Daniels back in 1947 at the famed 21 Club in New York. Now, back then, it was a little-known whiskey brand from someplace nobody had ever heard of. But Frank was smitten. 1956, brought a bottle of Jack Daniels on stage and declared it the nectar of the gods. By the end of the following year, sales of Jack had doubled. So yeah, Sinatra put Jack Daniels on the map. And for his efforts, he was paid exactly nothing. That's right. Nada. Never took a dime. According to the uh, late Angelo Lucchese, who was a legendary Jack Daniels salesman, one of Sinatra's best buddies, he said, I think if you'd gone and tried to pay him, he'd quit drinking it. He kind of thought he discovered Jack Daniels. And even Frank Sinatra Jr., the crooner's son, concurred. He, he said that his dad was never hired to do endorsements. That was just his favorite drink. Because that's how Sinatra rolled, yo. He did things, you know... Uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, uh, his way. That's it. Yeah. Now, I forgot a couple other songs of the soust. How about Cheers, Drink to That by Rihanna? That's my jam. Uh, Take your shots in here. You want one? one of the greatest club songs ever and you know how much i love clubbing wait what's that oh my producer's in my ear telling me i don't love clubbing anymore because i'm old and bitter maybe 20 years ago you couldn't drag me off that dance floor at mood still i'm a sucker for cheers drink to that it just makes you feel like celebrating life doesn't it plus rihanna samples avril lavigne on that track and i'm a longtime admirer of avril in fact, earlier today, I googled fun facts about Avril Lavigne, and I found an article on a site called Factinate that just made me appreciate Avril and her genius even more. Now, I wasn't familiar with Factinate before today, but I think it might be my new favorite site. The article I referenced is called Complicated Facts About Avril Lavigne, and it was written by someone named Matthew Burke. There's no date on this article, so it could have posted a week ago or 10 years ago. I don't know. I don't care. All I know is Matthew Burke learned me some things I didn't know about Avril Lavigne, and for that, I'm eternally grateful. For instance, item number one on the list says skater style. Avril has a best-selling fashion and lifestyle brand called Abidon, named for her childhood nickname. She is not just the name behind the brand, writes Matthew Burke, but also the designer, utilizing skulls, zebras, and hot pinks and blacks. You go, girl. Also says she's a small-town girl. She's from a town called Napanee, Ontario, which is so small 
The local pizza joint was named, has a pizza named after her. Quote, for the record, it contains pepperoni, olives, and mushrooms. No pineapple. Because she is not a monster. End quote. I like it. You can see. Fact and eight, baby. Um, name of the month is another uh, item on this list. It says Avril was named Avril by her father after the French word for the month of April. And then Matthew adds, good thing she wasn't born in October. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Avril taught herself how to play guitar, piano, and drums. That's in there. Uh, one of her favorite band is Nirvana. At the age of 15, she won a radio contest, was given the opportunity to appear on stage with none other than Shania Twain, Canadian music royalty. And Levine apparently told Shania that day that she too was destined to become a famous singer and she wasn't wrong, was she? Anyway, that's all the Avril Levine. If you want to go check it out, factinate Avril Levine. Now, speaking of badass women and their tipsy tunes, how about this little ditty by Beyonce? Okay, so I know it's not actually about getting buzzed on booze, but man, does that song ever get me in the mood? It's like audio Viagra. Side note, uh, Beyonce, go to YouTube. Check out Beyonce and Eddie Vedder doing Bob Marley's Redemption song. It's from some benefit concert years ago in South America, I think. It's so good. It's one of my late night drinking tunes. I'll put it on on the YouTube and I'll watch it. It just takes me away. It transports me to a happy place. All right, let's bring this thing full circle. You remember way back at the beginning of the show, I told you I was at a bar in Montecito and George Thorogood. And now here I was face to face with the man who penned the immortal words, I'm bad to the bone. And I had replied with the immortal word, wow. And now he was ordering a drink. And honestly, I could feel the moment slipping away. I had to do something, right? I had to, this is a chance. A hero is in my presence. He's standing right next to me. And I said, George, you think I could buy you that drink? And he looked at me with that look that said he's a man who didn't need things bought for him. So I quickly added, you know, it'd mean a lot to me. Well, he replied, you put it that way, how can I refuse? which is how I got the chance to tell the one and only George Thurgood about the time I saw one of his concerts during my senior year in high school. That night, you might say, I got caught up in the spirit of things, so to speak. I wound up sleeping till noon the next day, and I missed school. And uh, when my mom found out, well, there was hell to pay. There really was, but it was worth it. I'd seen Thurgood sing Bad to the Bone and Ride on Josephine and all the others in the flesh. I glimpsed my future. So he cut school to see my show, Lonesome George asked, and I nodded. And he said, well, I thought I was bad to the bone. <laughs> he smiled. <laughs> then he thanked me and the bartender for his scotch, and he split. I remember exactly what I ordered next. One bourbon and one beer. And I drank them just the way I like. I drink alone. Yeah, with nobody else. 
I want to thank you for joining me. As always, I invite you to follow me at The Imbiber on Instagram and Twitter. The podcast has a uh, Instagram as well called WWD underscore podcast. Coming up, we got some big guests coming up. John Grauman of uh, Buying Beverly Hills or Selling Beverly, one of those shows. A big star, can't say it, literally and figuratively a big, 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 big star. That announcement's coming soon. Really. I'm not kidding you here. Arguably, you could maybe argue the biggest star we've ever had on the show. But we'll see. Coming, I hope. And in the meantime, stay safe out there. Be cool. Spread some love. And all that good stuff. And I'll catch you on the next show. Toodles. Toodles.